Social Media Serenity Podcast, episode number 57. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Social Media Serenity. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And my name's Eric Fisher. We're here each and every week, my friends, to give you the latest and greatest greatest in all things social media related. We're talking about LinkedIn today, something that really doesn't come up a whole lot other than how it's pretty much integrated with Twitter and, and, and well, that's pretty much it. I know that, Eric, you talk about the, the joys of LinkedIn a whole lot more than I do because you go to these conferences and they tell you the, all about the gold mine that Cliff Ravenscraft is missing out on. <laughs> is that well? Is, you're you're mining other places, so it's I not am. so bad. Yeah, I, I've I've been prospecting in other in other locations, but today we have on the line with us we have Justin Lucas Savage from over at CoachRadio.tv. Justin is a LinkedIn ninja. <laughs> All right, and Justin's here today. Uh, basically, from what I understand, just pro- I just learned this myself. This show has been completely planned out. I mean, thoroughly planned out, uh, and I have no clue what's going on. But anyway, Justin, welcome to the show. Eric, you guys take it away. Tell us what we're going to talk about today. All right. Well, we're talking about the one of the social media or social networking, I should say. This is really a social networking in, in the truest sense. Uh, it's a true... true true social networking platform. And in fact, it's actually older than Twitter and almost, if I'm not mistaken, older than Facebook. Definitely older than Facebook in terms of when people that weren't at a college campus could get involved with social networking. So it's been around that long. 2002, I think it was conceived, launched in 2003. Yes. It's been so around it's, for a long time, all, and the, in the earliest days, just like Facebook back in the early days was only for college students, LinkedIn was really only for business people. I mean, that it was just business people, right? Yeah. Yeah, stodginess, suit and tie kind of thing. Exactly. You, you had to put a tie on before you logged in. <laughs> <laughs> so, Justin, what is it about LinkedIn that that you love so much? What I mean, for you as a... You're, you're, I, I guess you're a, a business advisor. You're a business coach, a career coach. How is it that you you know you're finding and prospecting and networking with people that brings you a lot of business from LinkedIn? Where, where do you find this value from it? Well, I don't know if I use it as. Doesn't everybody say that? I probably don't use it as much as I should. <laughs> <laughs> and and this is probably true with LinkedIn. There's. Because I spend so much time on Twitter, on Facebook, and those are the top three, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And I think LinkedIn falls way low for a lot of people. And it's an undervalued, it really is an undervalued network. I mean, there is so much opportunity there. So when I'm helping especially new businesses or big businesses, one of my big clients right now does about $100 million a year. And LinkedIn is not a major part of their strategy, but it is a part of their strategy. So I think the very first thing that anybody has to look at, especially if they're using it for business if or, or career, I mean, LinkedIn, the reason I think a lot of us entrepreneurs don't 
look at LinkedIn so much is because we think it's, well, it's people that are just looking for a job. Right. And, and, and I think that that definitely is true, but there's this other side of it that if you want to do business just with business to consumer or business to business, that opportunity is huge, absolutely huge on LinkedIn. And, and it's one that's been downplayed a lot. So there's some, some tricks and tips and maybe some techniques that we'll go through today uh, to jump into that. But it's, it's really, it's an undervalued network. I mean, every single second, there's one person that joins LinkedIn right now. Every single second, 75 million registered users, over 200 countries. So if you want, and no, here's the thing, and this is really amazing to me. The, do you guys want to guess at the average household income for a LinkedIn user? Um, 60,000. Eric, what do you I'm got? Gonna, I'm going to go ahead and say 40. Okay. You, you're both wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I came on the show today. Um, Twitter and Facebook are well under $100,000 average household income. The average household income of a LinkedIn user is $109,000. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Wow. And here's, here's the thing that's really amazing about that because I didn't know any of these stats until a couple months ago when I was given a presentation on this. That average household income is higher than a reader of the New York Times. It's higher than, that, than the average household income of a reader of Entrepreneur Magazine and Forbes Magazine. That right so, there, that right there communicates to me that I really should be investigating these, these uh, question, I guess sections, the, these questions sections and groups in there to yes. to kind of help answers and groups, yeah, answers, answers. Yeah, is it, that what they call it? That yes. so what this all comes back to is you have to figure out, especially if you want to do it, if you want to use LinkedIn to build a business, you have to figure out what your target market is within that, who your ideal client is. And if that type of person is on LinkedIn, then I think you ought to be there too. Well, the I mean, I already I'm I'm very clear on who my target audience is for my business, and I happen to know that house average household income of a hundred thousand or plus per year, small to medium sized business owners, they have to be those people are on LinkedIn, and those are mm-hmm. my best clients, and and certainly uh, ones that that maintain longer relationships with me through my consulting and coaching. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's a, and they're really, they're, they're plugged in. It's, it's more professional. I mean, you're not going to see people posting what they had for breakfast on LinkedIn. And if the, the thing is, is if, if, if uh, a lot of people see that, they're going to actually tell you, Hey, it's, this isn't really the place to do that. I mean, it is, it's more professional. So especially for somebody who's new and they don't see the value in Twitter. And I mean, let's face it. If, if somebody ever says to me, man, I checked out Twitter for the first time the other day and this thing is going to revolutionize my business, I'd say you're crazy because that website makes absolutely no sense to anybody the first time they look at it. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, you, can, you can see the long term once you really start figuring it out and developing a strategy, how, link, or how Twitter and then even Facebook are going to work for you. But LinkedIn, I think, is, is a lot more apparent. So LinkedIn is a, is a place where you can go online much like Facebook, where you have to request to add somebody to your network and then they have to approve you, where with Twitter, you can just follow anybody. Right. right. And so, you know, you've got that going for you. And it's essentially, it's a group of very professional people where you can also pull into that your, you know, things like your Twitter stream. 
Well, the very selectively. Well, the que that's the thing is, and and Charlie asked this in the chat room: Is it wise to post your Twitter stream in link to LinkedIn? Of course, I I am I have an account in LinkedIn, but my only presence there is just syndicating my tweets out to it. Now, of course, my at replies don't go out. Uh, I don't believe, but then again, they might. I don't know. Um, mm -hmm. But so, do you think that I should probably unconnect my Twitter account and only selectively send things over there? Well. Yes and no. I think there's some really good things from Twitter that should go over to LinkedIn, but there's also some really bad things from Twitter to LinkedIn. Because it is a group of professionals, mm -hmm. um, you want to get personal and you want to be you you just you want to be a real person, just like you want to on any network. But on LinkedIn, there's a lot of things like at replies and a lot of other things that we we people really don't want to say. I I don't care so much but I'm aware of what those things are and I try to be real careful about them as well. One of the things that you can do is there's an option somewhere when you, when you log in on LinkedIn to bring your Twitter stream over where you can say, you can put a, a hashtag pound um, LI and it will only bring those, those categorized, the categorized tweets from Twitter into your LinkedIn stream. Is it possible it, to actually tell it to ignore at replies? Because I I, I see that there's the know. there's the ability to I, do pound. I think it does. I'm not sure. I'm actually looking that up right now. Because I'm I'm here. I'm looking, and my at replies are definitely coming through, and I don't like that. But I really don't like the idea of doing pound li and pound fb. Mm -hmm. I, I, you're eating up 140 characters really fast there. Yeah. Plus it. Uh, I mean it 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 makes it look ugly. It does. It, it gets annoying, and you know, okay, and people do that, that with answer. Facebook too. It says here, note that LinkedIn filters out at replies. Uh, oh, nice. Not, not too so. good. Because uh, I'm looking here. Uh, okay, this one says, uh, let's see here. Reach, well, um, retweet. It, it doesn't filter out retweets then. Right. If it's a retweet, if, if, if your tweet uh, starts with an at symbol and then a username, it will filter that out. But, but if, if you're retweeting it, that will go through. Good. If you select it to go. No, mm -hmm. this is, okay, so this is good stuff. Okay, yeah. Okay, well, I think I feel I, I guess I still feel comfortable because I mean, sure, I post some personal stuff and 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 things, but still, my personal stuff is very much related to what my occupation is. Most of the time, right, right. Yeah, I mean, your personal stuff that you, Cliff, are are tweeting that you syndicate to LinkedIn is brand integrated for you. So I, I think. On the whole, I think it's okay. But if I were, if I yeah. was the type where I, I mean, now this weekend I did tweet some photos and stuff like that of me hanging out with the family at Kings Island. I think the occasional doing that's okay. Um, yes, and stuff. But I, I can imagine if somebody's out there using Twitter just for, you know, saying, "Hey, here, here's my thoughts on tonight's TV show" and stuff like this. But your right. brand is something completely different than that. It I guess it depends on on how much you're tweeting things off brand topic. Yeah, and and I I do think it's important to be a real person on there, and so you're you're tweeting out those photos and things, and so I'm looking at my stream here, Cliff, right now on LinkedIn, and about four or five down, it says we're talking from you, Cliff Ravenscraft. We're talking about LinkedIn on today's social media serenity. Come join us now at the link at JSPN.TV. Right. That's 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 awesome. That needs to be in there, and so when I share stuff out and it goes out across LinkedIn, um, even, you know, even from Twitter, I get, I get a lot of people and here's how I personally do this. I don't have my tweets come in from Twitter. 
when I share stuff on LinkedIn, it usually goes through ping.fm and it originates most of the time with me from Hootsuite. Mm-hmm. And so, so Hootsuite sends it to ping, sends it to LinkedIn. And for somebody that's new, it probably just made their head spin, but it works. Well, anybody uh-huh. who's, so, if you, if anybody's here and they've listened to all of our episodes, they, they're right on board with you. All right. All right. So they're, so they're on board. So I send it from Hootsuite, sends it to Ping, sends it to LinkedIn. So I control what goes over there. A lot of the time people will, if I ask a question and people want to interact with me, most of the time that happens on Facebook and Twitter. But every so often I'm getting some, some interaction on LinkedIn and it's somewhat annoying. I have to go back to LinkedIn, but, but my level of thought is, Hey, I want to be where you are. I want to be where my, where my, customers, clients, prospects. I want to be where the people want to interact with me. I want to be there. And if that's on LinkedIn, I'm going to be on LinkedIn. It's it's very much less of a, of a network that I use versus Twitter and Facebook, but I still get a lot of interaction there and I go back and I respond to comments and things. So I think that's important and being personal, being a, a real person and sharing pictures like that, I think that's really cool. But when you get when you have a lot of stuff that's not necessarily business or career related and and you're talking about video games and a lot of that some of that's cool i mean you have to figure out where the line is and there's no hard and fast rules that's what it comes down to right this this is good you there there've already within the first 13 minutes of this you dispelled the myth that i still had that really linkedin was a place for people to network to help find a job yeah, that, it, I well, still had it that is impression. That, but that it's not only that. Cuz and know, and to be honest, I think LinkedIn is probably a better place to have as a testing ground to prove that here's the dreaded word that you are an expert in a field because you can jump in on those groups and those answers and actually answer people's questions. So so let's talk about these groups for just a moment because I've seen these come around. I, I, I'm clicking on my groups here. I'm a member of New Media Cincinnati, PodCamp, Podcasting, and Social Media Today. Those are the groups that I'm a part of. Now, I imagine there's probably some other groups out there that, that probably would be a better fit for me to go in and, and answer people's questions. Should I, should I create a group um, or should I go searching out for groups where my target business audience would be interacting already? I tend to tell people to to hang back, to chill out a little bit and find groups that you can interact with. And if there's nothing out there, then create your own. Um, the, the thing within the last couple of years has been, oh, you know, this whole Ning thing, I can build my own Ning, Ning network and then it's a ghost town. Well, you can get into places like Facebook and now we're talking about LinkedIn and create your own group and the chances of it being a ghost town are much less because now you're a community within a very large community of 75 million people. Right. So it's not that hard. People are already on the network to kind of filter some of them that have that, that common interest back to your network. So it's not that hard to do that. Um, if a network or if that group doesn't, doesn't exist, I say, yeah, go for it. Create it. So, so these groups, Cliff, are very similar to what you did with the podcasting group on 48days.net. I mean, it was already 48days.net as a Ning community. Mostly, in fact, 48days.net is almost like a mini LinkedIn in, in certain ways. Mm-hmm. There's some career people there that are just looking for traditional jobs. And then they, on the other side of it, there's a big focus of people who are entrepreneurs and a lot of people who kind of catch this podcasting bug and have questions on it. Where are they going to turn to? They're going to turn to that podcasting group. So, I mean, right there, you just establish yourself as an expert. If you're the owner of this group, 
it's much like a Facebook page to where you can you put your logo up there. You can list your website, podcastanswerman.com. You can answer questions. You can message people in the group. It's just a fantastic way to establish yourself as that resident expert. All righty. Well, I, I, I definitely see that. I never thought of these groups being like the group in 48days.net. 48days.net, by the way, has been a huge boom in in my business as the re- result of, and, and I think what's, what's Dan got, you know, five, 6,000, 7,000 people that are a part of that group, 75 mm-hmm. million here. It makes sense for me to create a group here for podcast and new media and, and to start answering some people's questions. The question I have is how are other... I mean, obviously, I can invite people to the group, I would assume, which I have some connections here. That's not going to be a problem getting people in. Um, but what about how are other people just randomly who are going to be interested in my topic, how are they going to find me? Mm. Yeah, You if can do a group if, search. Yeah, I found, absolutely. I've, I was doing a search here while you were talking for just podcasting. I just typed in only the word podcasting, just yep. to be only that specific. And I found one called Podcasting Technology Resource Group. So right <gasps> mm-hmm. there, there's a group of 426 people who are talking about the resources. I mean, it's, it's if anything, it says here, if, if it has anything related to podcasting, online radio, video, video blogs, webcasting, video casting, your posts are very much welcome. There's 426 peoples, peoples, yeah, that are members of this group. And uh, Cliff, you could jump right in there and probably answer some questions. Yeah. I mean, you'd you you'd want to hang back and not be, you know, Mister Salesman at first, but you could you could develop some really good relationships that people would look up to you at. Yeah, you know what? And here's the, the here's the hilarious thing about this. This is how small this is. Four hundred twenty six people. Eric, did you click on that group where on the inside? It's the Podcasting Technology Resource Group, right? Yes. They so the so it has their list at a guy Martin Brosman at CoachingSupport.com. He is mm-hmm. a really good friend of mine. Yeah. Isn't that funny? His area code 919. He's here in Raleigh with me. And he's another business coach who also does a podcast. Now, he, the funny thing about this is he will not help people start a podcast. He'll help them with their business and do business coaching, much like I will. But he'd be a great person for you to network with, Cliff, because if you're getting in here, joining his group and answering questions, man, he sees you as the expert and people are going to come in and he's going to say, uh, you know what? Hey, Cliff, what do you think about that? That goes much beyond my grab a headset and audacity and, and let's do this for real. Man, so yeah, that would be a, a fantastic place to just establish yourself as an expert. And now Martin knows thousands and thousands of people literally here in just in the Raleigh area, how he's connected. And anybody that in Raleigh that he gets hint of, of them starting a podcast, man, you got to call my buddy Cliff. That's awesome. What's, I, what's funny is I'm looking down at the group members in this group that are in my network and I have a number of them that are first generation connections and second generation that I did not know were in this group. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine first generation connections in the group and one second generation. And the moderator, Charlie Hayes, is in our chat room right now and he's been a longtime podcast answer man listener in GSPN so, so I mean, you see, what, it, uh, inadvertent plug, but it was very opportune. Yeah. So I, I've, yeah, that I've, was that wasn't planned. <laughs> no, it, it was not planned at all. But uh, I will tell you right now, I'm I'm I, I'm going to put down podcasting group, and then I am going to put down uh, Martin. Bro- I'm going to put down contact Martin. So I yeah, will 
I'm send gonna, him an email and tell him that we talked to. I'll, I'll send. I'll shoot him up on Twitter and, and tell him that we talked about him on the show here. Because one of the things that I don't want to do is I don't want to come in there if if this is a group that he started to set himself up as an expert in this field. I don't want to come in right. and then and 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 then take over the territory. You know, you know what I'm saying? That that's one of the things that I I I kind of struggle with on a on a smaller scale. Even in my own community, I I recently had an issue where you know it's my own it's my own forum. And I set it up to to answer people's questions. But of course, there are times when I can only check in every now and then, you know, maybe twice or three times a week. And people are coming there daily asking questions and other people are coming in and setting themselves up as the experts in, mm-hmm. in, in, in that are actually direct competition to me. And right. so so that and, and it, I, I know how I feel about that. So I don't want to come in and do that. In somebody yeah, else's I, LinkedIn group, I think you have to be careful with that, and that's a, that's a real wise way to to approach it. You want to be careful, and you don't want to come in and say, "Oh, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about," and it's his group. I mean, come on, yeah. You know, that's what every, I'm everybody else in that group is going to look at you and say, "What are you doing in here?" You know, you're an idiot. Yeah. Um. So you want to you want to be real careful about that. But when you when you come from a, a world of a, of a, of abundance and say, "Well, it's not just competition. I think we can help each other." Yeah. Like I know you do, Cliff. Then you can come in and 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 slightly position yourself in somebody else's group as, hey, you know what? I think that John, whoever moderates this group, I think that John does a really good job on this. Here's here's my take. Right. And we do that in a number of places like Free Agent Academy. We're going to have a lot of us leaders that are going to disagree with things. And it's not that we're there trying to, to steal business. It's just that we're trying to help the people. And, and that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Well, that that's something to think about, and and I'll tell you what, this is already so good. So, what what other things do you guys want to share? Now, the answers is that in the groups? Is that what you're talking about? No, it's actually well, you can. Talk, I mean, answering people's questions in a group is one thing, but there's this whole other thing called answers in and of itself in LinkedIn. I see it. It's under the more tab now. I see yes. that, and okay. that that more tab is phenomenal. There's some really cool hidden things under that more tab. And I've done a lot of uh, free tutorials on those at coachradio.tv, but that's where answers are is under that more tab. Okay. So tell me, uh, so groups, I, I can I can already grasp my mind around groups. It's kind of like uh, little forums of people having uh, time shifted conversations around specified topics. I, I, I totally get groups. So tell me about answers. Answers is this really neat this really neat thing. So if you click on answers under the more tab, you're going to find up in the top left this thing that says ask a question, get fast and ask accurate answers. And most of us are probably familiar with Yahoo answers. I mean, that's a that's a big one and there's a number of them out there. People you just ask questions and people go in there and answer them and you can vote is this a kind of a good answer or not. The neat thing about this is you can go there and get real professional answers and it's not just throwing it out on uh, a random forum or not just throwing it out in Google to see what you get. These are members of LinkedIn and keep in mind again who the members of LinkedIn are. They're generally professional people making about $100,000 or more. Um, on, on average, if you don't fit that, that's all right. But on average, that's what these people that are answering these questions are. So you can ask questions, but the cool part about this is you can actually answer questions and just like in groups and in forums, where when I help somebody set up a business strategy, I'm saying, let's go to some of these Ning networks. Let's go to these specialty places where your target market is going to be and let's interact and network and talk to people and answer questions when they have them. 
So we can get in and on the right hand side, a little bit further down, you can browse in about 15 different categories from administration, business, travel, health, law and legal management, technology. I mean, there's one on using LinkedIn. Wherever your specialty is, you can browse and, and narrow it down even further than that and just start answering questions. And I, I don't know how cool this is. I think this is weird more than anything else. A little bit further down on the left, the bottom left, it says this week's top experts. Yeah. And Dave, Dave Maskin has answered 298 questions this week. I'm wondering, does this guy have a life? <laughs> so you don't necessarily need to do that to be considered an expert. I mean, I go on places like 48days.net all the time and I'm answering, I don't know, between five and 10 uh, just just adding my thoughts into a forum every single week. And people on there are contacting me all the time. Hey, I loved your answer to this. And can I talk to you about you know working together? So you don't necessarily need to do it 300, 300 uh, times a week. But there, I mean, again, very much untapped potential here within LinkedIn for the answer section. Right. I actually just submitted a question. I went and hit, if you hit answer now, you'll see the top question I believe I asked, what would you do to help a business overcome fears of an online presence on social networks? Nice. So I'm hoping you, you know, maybe for, get some people to answer that. Yeah, it's really cool from a business perspective. I mean, if, if you're trying to write a blog, you can come and people do this on Twitter all the time. Come over here to LinkedIn and I mean, we could come up with a uh, we could come up with a, a blog right now. Let's just say the top seven things you struggle with when it comes to podcasting. Put that out there and say, you know, what are or what are the top seven things that are going to derail you in podcasting? And you're going to get a whole bunch of answers. Now, from from a perspective of building your business and not even, let's just say not even finding clients. Let me just run through a real quick minute and a half uh, example. I'm going to put that out. The top seven things that might derail you in your podcasting venture. And you might get 50 answers. Well, I'm going to take some of those really good ones and I'm going to find who those people are. I'm going to use their question. I'm going to use their answer. I'm going to write a blog post and then I'm going to put it out there and I'm going to tell every single one of those seven that, hey, I just posted this blog post. I'll tell every one of those 50 perhaps and I'll, I'll write a, a response to each one of those 50. It'll take a little time. But especially for those seven, and if they're influential people, man, they're going to tell everybody they know, just just like if they call in and, and leave feedback to, to a gspn.tv show, they're going to tell everybody they know, I was on this podcast, you ought to listen to it. Right. They're, hopefully, a lot of them are going to tell everybody they know, oh man, hey, he answered my question, or they're going to, you know, it's evergreen content that lives out there forever. Hey, there's some really good content right here. You, all my followers, go and check it out. And you might get a couple hundred or, or even a couple thousand extra views to that blog post. This is uh, this is very good stuff. I, I'm looking at. I did a keyword search for podcasting, and I see you know there's some really great questions in here. And uh, so far, I see 50 pages of questions. So, you got a lot of answering to do, Cliff. So it looks like I've got some work to do here. Um, Podcast answer man show fodder. And uh, let's <laughs> let's take a look at open questions. Uh, no open questions for podcasting at this time, but still. Uh, so the question, okay, so if, if somebody asks a question, I, I assume since they ask the question, they get notifications when somebody answers it? Yes. Even if it's already had other answers. So I imagine if I was to go in and a answer a question, even if it was asked six months ago, there's a good chance, unless they've turned off those notifications, that they would still get the, my response. 
Yes, unless they've turned it off, everybody that's answered in that in that oh, question will get a response. Nice. So basically, here's one, you know, what hosting do you recommend for podcasting MP3 files, specifically something with unlimited bandwidth, blah, blah, blah. 15 answers already. So I could go in there, read what they say, and then I could add my thoughts uh, agreeing with or talking about the benefits of some other of, of the others, maybe mentioning some of the drawbacks that some people have experienced, but still it's definitely the best option. You know, just adding some additional insight and thoughts on it. So all 15 of those people would get that information. Something else is that it, your the question your answers to questions actually become part of your profile page. Oh, so people click to your profile, they will see here's the question, here's the answer this person gave, and it kind of profiles that for you. Nice. So, okay, here's the next question I have for you: Is there any way to do kind of like a um, a Google alert or a uh, RSS feed of questions related to certain topics. Boy, that's, that's a great question. I think that point. there is. I think that you can. Because I don't. I see know it. that you can subscribe. In fact, they changed this. Let me go back to my homepage. They changed this very recently, to where you used to be able to put a little thing on your homepage that was all of these questions. Yeah, you can add an application. In fact, if you scroll oh, down on your right homepage here. on the so bottom, I see. Uh, if I I clicked on um, answers, browse technology. So I browse to the technology category, and it mm -hmm. says subscribe to new questions in technology. And then there's a drop down that gives you the the RSS feed. Yeah, there you go. So that is cool. The thing is, is that's that's the technology uh, thing. Of course, then they have biotech, blogging, e-commerce, information technology. Does that have a drop down? Uh, so it doesn't look like there is a podcasting, but there is blogging. But I could actually, yeah, probably just stay all in technology. And just keep a random look on and answers. You know, what you guys have convinced me, I mean, there there are a couple things that you've already done. The groups, I totally never thought of of interacting in the groups because well, I don't know why I didn't. It was just uh, not something LinkedIn has not been on my... Well, me, lack of time. <laughs> yeah, lack of time. But still, I mean, the, the thing is, is, is what, what's really got me here is knowing that the average income of the user is 109,000. That really is my target audience uh, for my business. And the fact that these answers are there and uh, the the actual, I, I think maybe the viral spread of, you know, me showing people that I have some valuable information to give in these areas. Mm -hmm. I think what I've decided today is that you're going to see me actually blocking out 90 minutes a week just for LinkedIn. I'm going to block it out on my schedule. I wish I got an affiliate fee for that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many it, times I've told Cliff he needs to use LinkedIn, but we finally have won you over. You have just, and I you, mean, you have won me over today. And you know, you can upgrade your membership on LinkedIn and they have actually even offered to give me a free upgrade and I don't know how I would use it. What is, and, and I, what is and an I upgraded membership? You can contact people who are outside your network by sending them pretty much a direct message. So you can send them a, a even if you're not even if you're not connected with them, you get some premium upgrades and the, the number of people that you can contact. But that's the thing is I don't reach out to people one on one and say, "Oh my gosh, hey, let's have this conversation." Yeah, I'll go into groups and answers like we're talking about and establish myself as an expert so people will contact me. 
Right. Yeah. I, I don't think that I would want to contact people directly. I, I, I want to put myself out there. And if people are interested, let them contact me is, is the way that. But man, th- yeah. this, this is good stuff. Man, I, Justin cool. and, and Eric, I'm so glad that you guys decided to pull this off because I'm convinced now that, that I have missed out and I have been undervaluing LinkedIn because, well, to be honest with you, when LinkedIn, when I first joined LinkedIn, LinkedIn did not have very much to offer. It, it was very much a, a bunch of people who were seeking jobs. It was just an online yeah. Rolodex, really. Yeah. That's what it was. And there's some amazing things. I mean, if you're if you're wanting to do business with uh, with another business, this is one of the tutorials I did at CoachRadio.tv. But if you want to do business with a business, you can go in and search for companies. This is another one of those hidden mm-hmm. things under the More tab. You can narrow it down within a certain radius of your zip code. You can narrow it down to how many employees are there. You can search for all sorts of things. So if I want to if I want to work with let's say um, a retail company which I do a lot of, I can narrow it down and search for those companies. And a lot of them will build build their own um, profiles on LinkedIn. So it's a free company profile. And you can you guys can do that with, with any business. You can you, you create a business profile on there and find out how many people they have working for them and share whatever amount of info that you want to share in there. Um, so that's one of the things you can do. And here's a, here's a real quick inside tip. This is, this is something that you probably won't find anywhere else. There, there are, if you want to come up high in a search, so Cliff, if, if somebody's looking for a podcast consultant, and I see that you've got that in your title, uh-huh. you've got that in your current, you're doing some really good things as I'm on your profile right now. Okay. There are five places that you want to take a keyword. And, and again, you want it to be readable, but when you do these five places and put these keywords, you will almost immediately raise up in the search when you when you search for that for for something like podcast consultant. So these five places are your headline, you want to put it, your current position, your past position, your summary, and then your specialties. And I'll say that again in case people missed it. Your headline, your current position, a past position, your summary, and your specialties. And again, you want it to be readable. We're not trying to trick a search engine or anything here. So if you're just making stuff up and putting podcast consulting all over the place, you might come up in the top search, but people are going to look at you and think, well, this is a horrible profile. There's no way I'm contacting this guy. Right. But when you put it in those five places and find a way to do that and and it, and it's the and it's truthful and it looks really good and it's readable, mm-hmm. man, if people are searching for that, you're just going to rise up. And, and now here's for somebody that's just starting out in a business, one more thing. If if you google yourself and you can't find yourself and you don't rise up to number 1, if you have a name like John Smith, that's going to be really tough to do anyway. But if you just go on LinkedIn and create a profile, you'll almost certainly come up on the top in the top 10 of Google, especially if you have a unique name because Google loves LinkedIn. Right. And then you build that out if you build it out and spend time on LinkedIn and have a really good profile and people are searching for podcast consultant and the and one in the top 10 of Google might be your LinkedIn page. And so if you own half of those results on the first page of Google, man, you got a lot going for you. Very cool. Yeah, I, it's I, one more place to get you link juice. Yeah, yeah. Of course, I, I don't know how I would actually put, you know, Pat in my past occupation podcast consultant, but I can certainly see uh, adding it into the, all the other areas that you're talking about. 
Mm-hmm. Well, and one of the things that you can do, depends on how creative you want to get, but one of the things you can do if you find a business, and people actually do this all the time, um, I know some people that will be contractors for uh, you know large companies like SAS or, or Cree who makes LED lighting or IBM. You can actually go in there and say, I'm a contractor at IBM. And when that position is over in a past position, you can say, I was a podcast consultant for IBM. Ah, okay. Nice. And so it's, it's a way to do it truthful. And so I look at people, I'm like, hey, I didn't know he was working at, IB, at IBM. And then in quotes, it'll, or in um, parentheses, it'll say uh, contractor. Right. And, and, you know, companies like IBM are very open to doing that. And they actually love when you do it. Very cool. This is this is good information. Um, now I noticed that uh, you know I, I I didn't realize my profile actually looked as good as it did. That I spent as much time as I did. But uh, if, if you were to look at my profile, you would think that I was very active on LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's a, that's absolutely what it looks like. Because um, yeah, it's got my summary here. It's got my all my information. I, I noticed that I've got my WordPress, my podcast answer man sites, uh, syndicating the most recent podcast episodes out. Um, it's got some great recommendations, and it's got my activity stream coming in from Twitter. I'm, I, I, I mean, outside of just not using the resources of groups and answers, I, I think that uh, if if somebody did find me on LinkedIn, I think I might look pretty interesting to. You look uh, legit. I look, you do. You look like a real guy. <laughs> I look and like, you got seventeen recommendations. Yeah, which we haven't touched on yet. So let's talk about recommendations. Now, this is something I have known about. And by the way, recommendations are are awesome uh, because in my opinion, in my opinion, this this actually used every single recommendation that I had on LinkedIn is on my, it, you know, if you go to podcastanswerman.com slash recommendations, I, bra- I basically pulled all of those in from LinkedIn mm-hmm. and, right. and I've built onto them. But uh, let's talk, Justin, tell us about recommendations. Well, that's a, this is a really cool thing to talk about. When I have people like leave testimonials and things like that, like, hey, you know, what do you think? I have them leave them in, in one of a couple different places and they can choose to do so wherever they want. Um, we won't get off topic with this one, but one is on a Google Places to where they can find you and just send somebody a link to that. And then it'll give you those stars and say this many people, um, you know, like this or have recommended it. But the other, and I think this is just as powerful, if not more, is to go in and recommend somebody. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a number of different ways that you could do this, a number of different things that you could do with it. Um, but I don't go in and ask people for recommendations. What I do, if I want a recommendation for somebody, I'll go in and connect with them and leave them a recommendation. And there's this law of reciprocity yeah. where you know, if I get a recommendation from somebody, I'm like, oh my gosh, that was so cool. I want to do something nice for this person. Well, LinkedIn makes it really easy because when you, when somebody leaves me a recommendation, they say, click here to approve of this. And I approve it. And right that very next screen says, hey, return the favor to leave a recommendation for this guy. Yep. And so, gosh, I go here, Cliff, and it has 17 recommendations for you. Man, am I going to work with you? If I'm trying to figure that out and I go and I'm scrolling through these, look at all these good things these people have to say. It's a no-brainer. Yeah, yeah. That and recommendations. That that is the one thing that I have always liked about LinkedIn is is that it's because I have had some wonderful recommendations that people have have left me over the years, and and you know it, it's 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 been big enough for me that I'm like you know what I, I contact them. I said, do you mind if I use this on my site? And they said, absolutely, go ahead. And uh, I just asked them for a higher res photo so I could put it on my site. But yeah, this is good stuff. 
I'll tell you what, we could probably go on forever and, uh, you know, we, we should probably talk offline. I have, I have an idea of something that we could talk about even further, Justin. Cool. Um, but uh, is there anything else pressing that you guys have in your notes? Eric, anything else that, that are in the notes here? Um, I, I think some of the stuff about filling your profile out is stuff we're going to touch on in the social media makeover episodes next week. Okay. Cool. Um, I would say maybe just apps on your profile possibly or talk about the apps on the profile. What, you know, I, I see recommended apps and stuff. Now I guess WordPress is one of the apps that I have because I was able to bring in my WordPress blog. Yeah. Um, well, one of the ones that I like and I need to go through and update it is the reading list by Amazon app where you can mark books that you either have read or want to read and you can even review them right there. So you can, you know, it, it kind of legitimizes, hey, this person's actually reading content that are that is, you know, in his um, field and even commenting on it. I know that you're going to probably write a blog. If you, if you read a, a super stupendous, you know, book that changed your life, you're going to write a blog post about it, maybe do a video re- review of it and then tweet those out and everything. But part of the promotion of you doing that could be doing that on this app. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you what, I just downloaded the LinkedIn application on my iPhone. I didn't even have the LinkedIn application on here. There you go. That's a whole other show, really. Is it? Is it good? It, it there's. I mean, it's it's a different interface than doing it on the web. I, I mean, the the web interface is primarily what I would use. But if you're on the go and you're like, hey, are are we connected? I mean, you may if you if you want, you can you can actually actually the LinkedIn app has that bump feature where if two iPhones have the LinkedIn feature and you turn your Bluetooth on, yeah. you can bump and connect on LinkedIn that way. Very cool. So <laughs> it's like trading your business card digitally right there. But it's a little weird doing it on an iPad. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you got to use two hands. Yeah. Hey, Cliff, here's a real quick tip on your profile. This is something you could change in, in about two minutes. Yep. Where you've got listed websites, uh-huh. you can actually go in and change that and make those anchor texts to where it says my company and my portfolio. You could, so your company goes to Podcast Answer Man. I changed that so instead of saying my company, Change that anchor text to say podcast answer, man. Okay, I'm looking for where that is on my profile. Oh, wait, I'm not on my profile. That's why. Yeah, you have to go in and, uh, and edit your profile. Right oh, under I've, connections, it's websites. Under connections. Uh, let's see here. Make sure you're on. There's two tabs above that. One says view my profile. The other says edit. Yeah, I'm right. on view my profile right now. Make sure it's. Make sure you click edit. Okay. So it's current, past, education, recommendations, connections, oh. websites. Okay, website. Okay, so my company. And so actually I can say, oh, I see what you're saying. Uh, so where is, how do you, I And you, what you want to do is choose. choose other. Oh, okay, other, other, okay. And it'll allow you to, to name that something and then along with uh, putting in the website URL. Got it. And then my portfolio is... Uh, I can put my podcast network. Very yeah, cool. yeah, if you want to do and so you can you can do I believe it's up to 3. Very cool. And then uh my wiki I can put like my wiki page. Yeah. My wiki page. I just got to go find my wiki page now. <laughs> <laughs> 
Very cool. Uh, so uh, immediate, see that personal uh, profile makeover in the making right there. There you go. There you go. Awesome. Hey, something else cool is the just the whole if you're if you're on somebody else's profile and you're looking at it, like for example, I, I scrolled down on your profile, Cliff, and over as you go down on the right, there's Cliff's activity, then there's connection or contact information, and then Cliff's connections. So you can see who else you're connected to. But if you go even further down, you'll see viewers of this profile also viewed. And right up there at the top, you got Chris Biding, Christian Todd, Jason Van Orden. Oh, look, Justin Luke Savage. So you can see who's looked at your profile and who else they've been looking at. Very which is kind of cool. cool. So, so if you refresh now um, the websites, it says uh, websites, podcastanswerman.com, my podcast network, and my wiki page. Nice. Very cool. Yeah, nice work. It, it, the, the, really what, what LinkedIn comes down to is is how many people are connected to you with, you know, it's the whole six degrees of separation thing. And LinkedIn is about three degrees of separation. So they put a cap on it. But when you go into, if you hover over contacts, you'll get a drop down. And if you click on network statistics, it will show you how many people you're connected to and then how deep that goes. And so it says I'm connected to 620 people within two degrees away. So meaning how many people are those 620 people connected to? I've got 127,000. Within three degrees away is 5.3 million. So it says total users I can contact through an introduction is 5.4 million people. I mean, if that's not going to keep you busy with with business and building relationships, I don't know what's going to. And where are you seeing that at? Is that on your profile? Um, no, I'm sorry, under the contacts. So up under the contacts menu, uh -huh. you'll get a drop down that says network statistics. Ah, okay. I see right here. Yep. And click on that and you'll see right up at the top there. Total users you can contact directly, 75 million plus. Um, and, no, that's, and that's through LinkedIn Mail. Yeah, and so that's, that's oh, what oh, it, I oh, think that okay. says the same thing for everybody. Oh, okay, here we go. So total, oh, here it is. Total users you can connect through an introduction, mm -hmm. 3,496,300. Nice. Wow, my number's actually higher than yours. <laughs> well, that's because I never use this thing. Right, that's true. <laughs> never mind. 10,347 new people in your network since September 7th. Very yeah. cool. Hey, so while we were doing the course of this uh, show, I've had two answers to the question that I threw out at the beginning. Okay. Oh, which really? Which is great. And uh, so I just went back to the basic, you know, LinkedIn sign-in, you know, homepage. And right there at the top there, it's got two people's names and their, you know, response, and I can click on the responses and see their response to a question that I gave. So I've got that notification right away of people answering my questions if I just jump right to the page. Sweet. So that is cool. Now, um, the I do want to I do want to give everybody an opportunity here on our panel to uh, share their information, their profile, so people can connect with us. So uh, Justin, I'll let you start since you're our guest today and you brought all this valuable information. Uh, what is your Wikipedia profile URL, or do you have a short URL that you point people to? On LinkedIn? Yeah. Or, um, sorry, actually, I, you know I what? LinkedIn. I did set one up. You can go to, because people have problems spelling Lucas Savage for some reason. Imagine that. Well, somebody <laughs> was in the chat, and they spelled <laughs> some, it right. Some I just people, commented on When they first meet you, they have a, a hard time re figuring out how to pronounce your name, so... Really? Yeah. I've, I've, <laughs> I've, 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 heard, I've, I've heard that before. Anyway. If, 
Yeah, if you have problems spelling it, you can go to coachradio.tv slash LinkedIn. That Here. will pull you right through to the profile. Very cool. And then, Eric, what is yours? I'm using the LinkedIn link, which is the public profile right now. I'm using linkedin.com slash I-N slash Eric with a K, the letter J, F-I-S-H-E-R. Very cool. And my profile can be found at gspn.tv forward slash LinkedIn. And uh, so very cool. Anything yeah, else you guys want to share? Yeah, I want to. I, I do want to say that it, that I am very open to connecting with people. And if you can use my network, if I can use my network to help you with a career, with contacting another business, just connect with me. I will forward any anything on to anybody else. So I'm all about connecting with people and helping you guys uh, build your networks and contacting anybody that you want. I'd be happy to make introductions for for anybody, even if I don't know you. Very cool. And I do want to say, folks, if you haven't ever heard the name Justin Lucas Savage, then where have you been? No, seriously. I, <laughs> uh, this, this is the first time I know many of you have heard uh, from Justin or of Justin, and he is a great resource for career coaching. And, um, and, and if you're a fan of podcasts, which I know you are because you're listening to this, uh, he has a wonderful podcast over at coachradio.com. TV, coachradio.tv. It is an excellent podcast. I will tell you the audio quality is superb and the content <laughs> is equally as good. So uh, go thanks, check man. that out. All right. Well, my friends, I think that's going to do it. If anybody out there has any questions or anything like that, we want to encourage you to give us a call on our voicemail feedback hotline at 859 859- Seven nine five four zero six seven. Again, the phone number eight five nine seven nine five four zero six seven. The next two weeks, Eric Fisher and I are going to be talking about a social media makeover. All the things, the tips, the tricks that we can do to help you to optimize your ability to connect with other people using social networking. Justin, thank you very much again for coming onto the show. Thanks for having me, guys. Eric, Thanks, Justin. Thank you for pulling this off. You guys have finally convinced me that I need to connect on LinkedIn. And you watch out. 90 minutes a week, I'm going to I'm gonna find that spot on my calendar. And uh, I'm going to schedule it out once a week because it's the only way it will happen. Me God, too. God bless you all. Until next time, join the community. Mm-hmm.